Hello and welcome to Security Insights, the podcast where we talk to security professionals about issues, technology, and best practices in the world of professional security services. My name is Neil Sutton, editor of Canadian Security Magazine. My guest for this episode is Jeff Young, National Director of Healthcare for GuardaWorld and past president of the International Association for Healthcare Security and Safety. In this episode of Security Insights, we discuss issues affecting the professional healthcare security community, including approaches to de-escalating violence in healthcare, trauma-informed care, and the importance of partnering effectively with clinical healthcare providers. This podcast is sponsored by GuardaWorld. GuardaWorld is the largest privately owned security services company in the world. We offer first-rate security solutions and professionals to protect your people, assets, and reputation globally. Please visit Garda.com to learn more. So welcome to the podcast today, Jeff. Uh, we really appreciate you spending some time with us. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for having me. So we wanted to get together and talk about some of the issues that um, affect healthcare and um, security's involvement uh, in the healthcare sector. I guess the first question might be, there seems to be a lot of um, examples of escalating violent incidents reported in healthcare facilities. Can you talk about some of the factors that are leading to some of these incidents? Yeah, Neil, I think the uh, the data would uh, support that uh, comment as well. And I think as we see uh, more mental health and, and addictions, and usually or quite often those go hand in hand, uh, we see mental health and addictions in our community, obviously that, uh, you know, uh, leads into uh, the hospital and healthcare setting. Uh, where we're seeing these people uh, present with uh, very complex at times mental health and addictions issues. And I think that's um, the root cause, if you will, of, of some of the violence and aggression that we're seeing within the, uh, within the walls of the hospitals, in particular, the uh, emergency department and, and mental health units. What can healthcare security specialists do to mitigate the effects of these types of events? Well, I think we've come a long way in my uh, health care career and really it's about being uh, embedded as part of the care team and working closely with clinical so that we can recognize together uh, aggression or violence at its earliest stage and be able to mitigate that that uh, behavior uh, before it becomes uh, a violent incident and I think working with clinical is such a key for us in healthcare security and and be able to uh, understand their world and uh, and work very closely with them. It seems like the role of the healthcare security professional is changing just in a broader sense. Can you talk about some of the um, the evolution of the profession that you've seen over the years that you've been involved in it? Yeah, I think, you know, when I first started, we were much uh, a reactive uh, force, security guard force, if you will, and, and called upon when uh, when things got out of hand and, and we would come and, and take care of the situation, so to speak. I think uh, today we've been more accepted by uh, the clinical world within uh, within healthcare, and I think that's tied into our, our professionalization of the industry. Uh, I look now at some of the healthcare security leaders across the country and across the world, for that matter. Many are highly educated with, uh, with advanced degrees. Uh, we even have a few PhDs within our, uh, within our network, and uh, that experience uh, and the approach, too. I think, you know, the, the patient-centric approach versus maybe the uh, the enforcement approach, I think, again, that ties into that partnership with clinical is to understand their world, uh, understand um, mental health and, and, and addiction issues and some of the challenges with, with those folks. Remember, we have to remember these people are sick. They come to the hospital for help. Um, so we need to be part of that bigger overall care team 
and, and be able to talk the clinical talk to, not that we need to be clinicians per se, but we need to understand things like trauma-informed care and be able to adapt and, uh, our, our uh, procedures and our approaches to some of those, uh, those folks that are suffering from those mental health and addiction issues. Jeff, what else can we do to improve security training, both for frontline and for management professionals? Yeah, I think, you know, when we see some of the incidents that are occurring and, you know, uh, the best indicator of, of future behavior is past behavior, is I'd encourage uh, my colleagues to look at having a more formal threat management program, a program where, you know, there are signs of, of, of potential aggression or violence or other risks for that matter, where, you know, our frontline officers can do an intake form, if you will, that can be followed up by folks that have more specialized training. Uh, and threat management. And there's a number of threat management programs out there um, that, that are available. And it's a formalized training that you'll be able to determine risk. And then out of that risk, you'll be able to work with your, your clinicians and management and your uh, clinical risk managers uh, to work on a mitigation program. I think uh, the one that comes to mind is really around uh, newborn and infant security you know, we see uh, a number of these incidents in the news lately. Um, you know, it's a, it's a reality within healthcare that, that for, for different reasons, uh, newborns are apprehended by social services for, uh, for their uh, well-being. Um, you can imagine as a, as a potential parent of that child, uh, that news would probably not be received well. And again, depending on uh, the risk factors, uh, there could be uh, an opportunity or, uh, or a risk of, of uh, uh, non-custodial uh, parental abduction, which we've seen recently. Uh, so we really need to have a more formalized risk management program. And part of that is a threat management program that security would, would oversee and work with uh, the different stakeholders, determine risk, and, and have those mitigation strategies in place. You also previously mentioned something called trauma-informed care. Can you tell us a bit more about that and how security professionals could be part of that process in order to improve patient care? Yeah, I would encourage uh, my colleagues, you know, to talk with their healthcare organization. I'm sure they've got uh, trauma-informed care training. And, uh, you know, that training can be quite comprehensive. In, in a nutshell, Neil, it's really uh, recognizing uh, a person's past. So quite often when somebody presents an eMERGE, we say, you know, what's the matter with you? Uh, instead of asking, you know, what happened to you? Uh, because there's a lot of, of history that, that people bring into the, uh, into the hospital setting. And it's just recognizing or understanding and recognizing that, that people have different experiences in their past. And, and I guess uh, an example that, that everyone would know about, you know, we've, we've seen a lot uh, in the media recently about our indigenous uh, uh, folks and some of the, the things that they've experienced in their past. And that's trauma-informed care, understanding uh, that past and being able uh, to understand it and be able to, to act, if you will, accordingly. Um, you know, I previously mentioned the, the uh, security uniform, uh, you know, looking at, like a tactical SWAT team member, if you will, uh, might be a trigger for some folks. And it's just the, the understanding um, that that's possible. And so when you get a response, a negative response, uh, it might be, you know, your uniform, it might be a, a variety of things. It's just simply understanding a person's past 
and and taking that into account uh, on how you interact with that person. Again, that's a real brief overview. I'm sure our, your health organization will have a much more complex uh, training and, and course available to you. So I'd encourage you to talk to your clinical educators to find out more about trauma-informed care and how us as healthcare security uh, leaders and, and frontline staff can, can embrace and work, uh, work with, with, with that. I guess at this point, we feel like we're emerging from the pandemic. It's been a rough few years for everybody. Um, but what lessons did we learn during that time? Uh, what lessons can we carry forward uh, to improve security in the healthcare setting? Yeah, maybe not a lesson per se, but I think that our healthcare security folks probably got the recognition that was long due. I think that across the country, um, our healthcare security folks, uh, especially our frontline uh, uh, people, really stepped up during the, uh, during the pandemic. And I think that our healthcare organizations, our leadership are recognizing that, you know, what a valuable part of the uh, healthcare uh, service delivery uh, security is. So I think that's number one, I think that's um, the, the one thing that came out of the pandemic. I think too, you know, the uh, access control, I think what the pandemic brought was, you know, with the restricted access and, and the, the need to screen uh, people coming into the hospital, we reduced those number of access points, which could be in the dozens that in some facilities into, you know, one or two or, or maybe a handful at most. I think uh, what that obviously has a great benefit for security when you're able to control access. I think coming out of the pandemic, what we're seeing so far is we're not opening up all of those uh, doors, access points that were open prior. And that uh, I think that not only security, others have seen the benefit of having a limited access and egress points and be able to uh, control access to a certain degree. And I think that's a great benefit for, from a security perspective, to be able to control that access, uh, to be able to, to, whether it's to screen or check people, but also just to have uh, eyes on, on folks and be able to also support visitors in, with directions and whatnot. There's a very important customer service function there. And that's the other thing that I'm seeing across the country is that we're seeing more of these um, uh, front uh, access uh, ambassadors, if you will, um, that are part security, if you will, and part uh, customer service, providing that uh, patient experience, visitor experience, um, again, with a security function. Uh, so we're seeing those positions uh, remaining post-pandemic. Great. Thank you, Jeff. As we wrap up today, do you have any closing thoughts you want to share or ongoing recommendations for the um, healthcare security community? Well, I think hopefully there's a bit of a theme uh, during, my, uh, during my chat, but I think really the, the tie-in to clinical. I think that you know, we need to uh, partner with clinical at every opportunity. Uh, we need to understand their world. We need to uh, work with them closely all, you know, and it's all about, you know, um, the safety of the patients and our staff. Uh, we can't do it alone. Um, and we have to have to be a team. And of course, clinicians are our largest uh, employee group, if you will, within the hospital. But they're also the most knowledgeable and trained when it comes to going back to that mental health and addiction issues. So we need to better understand the world, better understand the challenges, uh, of mental health and addictions and be able to have strategies that are effective to mitigate that, that violence and aggression that we're, that we're seeing uh, within our hospital. So without 
without partnering with clinical, um, I'll say that, you know, we're not going to have great success. We need to do it together and understand the world. And I think it's uh, important for the leaders of those security and protection programs to, to lead that way and to uh, work with their, their clinical leaders as well to, uh, uh, to, be, to be part of it. As I've always said, um, you know, we're part of the care team. We're not clinicians, but we're part of the care team. And I, as a healthcare security professional, um, I'm a healthcare worker. I just happen to do security. Perfect. Thank you, Jeff. I think that's an awesome way to wrap it up. So thank yeah. you for joining us today and uh, sharing your thoughts with us. Yeah, thanks, Neil. And to everyone, stay safe. Thank you for joining us for Security Insights. You can find more security-themed podcasts at canadiansecuritymag.com. I'm Neil Sutton. Thanks for listening. Thank you.